It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode of BGN Radio is brought to you by Clip It, the hottest app that is out there. Watch TV, make clips, and share. For more information, check them out at clipit.tv or check them on Twitter at clipit.tv. Welcome into another episode of the Counterpoint Podcast brought to you by BGN Radio. On today's show, we're going to talk about important things as always, like Victor Abiyamiri at Legends and Alumni Weekend, which is a freaking joke. Mike Grow film breakdown, as always. We're going to talk about a beat writer's claim of being objective, which is it's just really it's it's gotten to a breaking point with me that it it's it's the most annoying thing on Twitter is when this person tries to be objective. And we have things I'd rather do than watch Matt McGloin play football. But first off, we start with the Eagles being 2-1 and one in the preseason, which is a, a lot of fun. And it only means one thing. The Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. As you all know, preseason success correlates directly into regular season success. Just ask Sam Bradford. Uh, but I'd like to welcome all of you officially to talk yourself into the Eagles portion of the preseason. It's officially that time. There's no other way to think about it. This is the time when everyone starts to talk themselves into the Eagles. It's right after week three. The Eagles offense looks good. The Eagles starting defense looks good again. And, and people are beginning to talk themselves into the Eagles. And they think these things are going to happen. That it's just, it's just It's not going to go perfect. Because it never goes perfect. Because they're the Eagles. And it's also football. And nothing goes perfect in football. But... Let's talk ourselves into the Eagles real quick. Things that I've talked myself into, and if you listen to the show, you know that I'm pretty high on these things. Carson Wentz to win MVP bet is is very much on the table, and it, it might have just been solidified by that Torrey Smith deep ball because that's exactly what I needed to see. I needed to see how Torrey looked in this offense, how he could take the top off the defense, and Carson put a, a really good uh, a ball on that. And of course, of course, our, our good friend, Kean Fahey, says, oh, well, it was up in the air forever, and it was wildly like, shut the fuck up, dude. Just say, it was a good, just say it was a good throw. You don't have to be an asshole all the time. But Carson looks like he's in full command of this offense. You know, 
it, the things that he does when when the pocket's breaking down, like when he fumbles the ball and gets up and, and then finds Zach Ertz, like stuff like that is just special and just can't be taught. The MVP bet is very much on the board, and we're getting close to that time. Other things I've talked myself into is this defense is going to be top five in the league. The, the, the defensive line is unguardable. Uh, Brandon Graham firing around the edge. Even Vinny, Vinny Curry showed up. Vinny Curry, that that bum showed up and, and and made a play on Jay Cutler, who according to one beat writer, it was sharp in practice. We'll get into that later. Jordan Hicks, obviously when he gets healthy, because he doesn't have injury history at all, he'll be perfectly healthy. Uh, Darby changes his whole defense. I've, I've fully talked myself into Ronald Darby becoming a, a legit number one shutdown corner. And you know, people are people are ripping him on, on for the Devontae Parker catch. It's like, that catch was ridiculous. Let's just calm down. Let's, let's pump the brakes a little bit on Darby not knowing what he's doing. And plus, like, when we're, when we're evaluating cornerbacks, it's like the offensive player knows exactly what he's doing. It's a defensive player's job to read and react to that. He's going to get burned sometimes. But overall, he's done a really good job. So everyone just calm down with Ronald Darby. I've also talked myself into the offensive line problems are based solely on not really playing together yet. I thought I thought Jason Peters actually looked really great the other night, which was a lot of fun. Um, he looks like he's going to be fine this year. Uh, I, I, I'm fully bought in on Alshon. I'm just I couldn't be more in. I, you know, people are like, oh my god, well, well, how are you going to replace Jordan Matthews? Gee, I don't know. How about the six three beast that doesn't drop anything? <laughs> And his legit top 10 talent at the receiver position. How about that guy? Maybe he could be a pretty good safety blanket. Jesus Christ, people. Uh, I also think that Trey Burton can pretty much do what Jordan Matthews did. Now, yeah, people got really mad at me over that tweet, which was ridiculous. I wasn't saying that, that, that Trey Burton is Jordan Matthews. I'm just saying that in this offense, they can pretty much do the same things. And guess what? If Trey Burton can't do this, then Nelson Aguilar, Mac Hollins, and Zach Ertz can out of the slot position. That's just where I am. That's where I'm at. I can't believe people still think that the Matthews deal was a bad deal. Like, holy shit, people. But I fully talk myself into the Eagles. It's, a, it's officially that season. It's the funnest season because this is when everyone's, like, getting excited about the Eagles. Everyone's talked themselves into it. We, we're, we're, you know, we're, we're walking. It's, it's just like how we can wake up every day and our season could be over with Carson getting hurt. And we're like we're like newborn deer opening their eyes for the first time and just stumbling into the road. That's where we're at with this Eagles season. We are we are fully talked into into the Eagles. We we are at the point where we don't think anything is going to go wrong. It's a very happy time. It's a very hopeful time. Now, is it going to last? No, it's not going to last because because things always go wrong. But it's fun. It's a fun time. This is this is the best time to be an Eagles fan when well I mean obviously when they're winning, but. It's just it's a carefree living. Let's get to the important stuff of the podcast because you don't really care about my Eagles takes because everyone has Eagles takes and they're all the same, <laughs> the same at this point unless you try to be a click clickbait blowhard like some people. So two weeks ago against the Buffalo Bills, right? Just watching the game, and, and it begins to to surface on Twitter that Victor Abiyamiri was at Legends and Alumni Weekend. Why? Why? <laughs> Why was Victor Abiyamiri there? Was Trevor Laws not available? Victor Abiyamiri sucked. Victor Abiyamiri, do you want me to read the stats? Because Victor Abiyamiri was here for three seasons. In his rookie season, he played six games. So he's basically here for, for two seasons, 2008 and 2009. So are we... Is he on the Legends and whatever 
Is he on there because they went to the 2008 NFC Championship game? Victor Abiyamiri, for his whole career, had four sacks and 20 tackles. And guess what? This legend didn't play anywhere else after he was 23. He was born in, he's 31 years old. Are you kidding me? Like, why? I always thought that I would never see a worse alumni wall of fame. Now, I know, I know Victor Abiyamiri is not going on the wall of fame, but I never thought I would see a worse one than Mike Lieberthal being put into the Phillies wall of fame. But Victor Abiyamiri being at Legends and Alumni Weekend was an absolute joke. Who the fuck is there to see Victor Abiyamiri? Even even Omar Gaither made more sense. Than, I wasn't even upset that Omar Gaither was there. Now, usually I'd be upset. I was just flabbergasted that Victor Abiyamiri made an appearance at this at the at, at alumni weekend. Why? That's an absolute joke by the Eagles front office. Absolute joke. All right, making his counterpoint debut is John Barchard. And John, I have one question. Is it time? Not yet. You make me sad, John. Now making his real counterpoint debut is Mr. James Seltzer. Uh, James, welcome to Counterpoint. Thanks, Jack. It's a lifelong dream to be on Counterpoint, so I'm pretty excited to be here. Okay, so as you well know on the show, we break down some of these Eagles assistant coaches because as I've said many times, you know, a player looks good in shorts. Sometimes coaches just sound good mic'd up. And Mike Groh is definitely one of those coaches. So we, the Eagles put out one this week. They put out a hype video with Mike Groh. And let's take a listen and see how he sounded, okay? I can't wait. Full disclosure, okay? I'm wearing a mic today. Ooh. Just so you know. I don't don't like let it. me put you on blast. Uh, yeah. Is it hot? Don't cheat me by one box. That's a great line. You're I like cheating that yourself. Line. Amazing line. Yeah, because if you, one breath. box could mean all the boxes hand place in reality. You face the building. And don't cheat yourself. Flip out don't it. cheat anybody. God, Tori's still got it, doesn't he? Oh, Good. Good Look catch, Tori. Bryce, that's a hell of a catch, He's man. A hell of a box hell in, a box catch. out guy. Very impressive. Good catch, Mac. Love the no gloves, Mac. Right there. Love it. Here. Oh, look at Here. That. Here. Come on. Ooh. And he does it that's with, it. you know, right see, that's there. the thing. Is people listening strike, can't right? understand that the Guns hand signals, down, the down, movement. Trap very serious about it. Receiver comes off. Every four yard question. Right? Say, hit, we come. I go, boom, boom. Just like that. He just laid him out there. If he moves to you, you close out halfway. Damn, Micro's go. good on Mike. He likes to, he likes to fire under my ass. Break yeah. My, Come on. I, I, my Break ass down. hurts. It's so hot right now. I don't know what to do. Bam, bam. There it is. There it is. Even McGloin hit him. I like it. <laughs> Dip that shoulder. McGloin there you go. Stop. Hey, I'm going to give you man Watch out. Paul McGloin's going to come after you if you're not careful. Back to it. Back to it. There you go. Oh. There, there you go. go. Whoo. Shoulders over my knees. Yes. Wiggles through your hands and noose the ball. He just knows exactly what he's going to say. Shoulders over knees is strong, too. There it is. Good. Good. There it is. Good. We're getting better. You're getting better. Is the, see, all right. So I opened up and he, he came out and he was like, I wanna let you know, I wanna let you guys know that I'm mic'd up. Are you worried at all about him just being a a camera guy? It's a great Are Jack, you, it's a great point. Like, does he just, you know, front it for the camera and the camera goes in and he's like, All right, nice job out there. All right, we're you know. It's a question that we we, we can't we Good can't work. really answer. No, right no, you know what? Here's what I think has to happen. I think you have to go undercover somehow and get there when the mic isn't there and know what's happening when there's not a crowd around. You know what I'm saying? This is a, this is important stuff. It's like a counterpoint exclusive you could have here. Also, 
would it be wrong to just like mash that all up and then make that like my my alarm clock in the morning? Is there a be- would there be a, a better way to wake up? Oh man, would you not be ready to attack the day? It's a great point. It's a great point. Um, Is he better than coffee? It's be- he's, he's right there with coffee. It depends on how much caffeine's in the coffee. Uh, yeah, no, I think uh, I think if I, I, I see, I'd rather than, than doing that. I'd rather just have Mike grow standing at my the foot of my bed every morning. Get up, boy! Let's go. Start this day right. I mean, I, I would be so much more motivated to Me do too. everything in my life. I would do like three counterpoints in one. Day. <laughs> no one wants to hear that. No one wants to hear that. <laughs> you sure? You sure? Do you have any thoughts on uh, Victor Aviamiri being at Legends at Alumni Weekend? Uh, no, it's <laughs> the most ridiculous thing I've ever. heard. Victor Aviamiri is as much a legend as uh, uh, I don't even have anything because he's not a fucking legend. Was it? I wasn't. I, it was so. It was so bad that I wasn't even offended that Omar Gaither was there. <laughs> Omar what, Gaith- the, what is happening down Omar there? Omar Gaither is twice the player that Victor Aviamiri yeah, is. Oh God, this look is at these all. Stats. This is all awful. He had a three-year career. Wow, that is that is bad. Notre Dame's finest. I'll w- say. What have you talked yourself into with the Eagles? That like, what are you? What are you just like? This is going to happen. Uh, Carson Wentz will win the MVP. Obviously. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, you did that only because you're on fire. <laughs> well, what can I say? I play up for the mics like Mike Gross. I just want to let you know that this is officially, we've officially entered into talk yourself into the Eagles portion of the preseason. Ooh. I don't know if you're, I if like you're aware, that. Yes. but we're all there. Okay. It's a very exciting time. Yeah, I, I, I was there a long time ago, Jack. A long James, time ago. go back to your radio show. I will. I will. And uh, thanks for joining us. Now, it's time to talk about a beat writer that I have a major problem with. And that would be Matt Lombardo. And let me just preface this by saying that I actually think he does a pretty good job, and I think that you know he for all the clickbait articles that that Elliot puts out there, Lombo doesn't really have the clickbait stuff, and I kind of felt bad for him this week because like people were acting like he was making a report about Legarrette Blunt being um a cut being cut, like he thought the people thought that was like a source thing. Lombo is kind of just throwing it out there, like uh like it could be a cut candidate. So I, I did feel bad for him a little bit. But but here's my problem w- with Matt Lombardo. The dude, you know, he tries to play this whole, like, well, you know, I'm a journalist, so I'm completely objective to everything. I'm a big J journalist, you know? I'm not a he, – he lo- he's addicted to telling Eagles fans that he's not an Eagles fan, which, Matt, buddy – that is a fucking lie. You are a fucking Eagles fan. Stop acting like you're this objective Big J journalist. Because guess what, buddy? You work for NJ.com. You're not like a freaking New York Times beat reporter or a or a Philadelphia Inquirer. You write for NJ.com, dude. You're 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 barely even more than a blogger. You're a journal. You're not a. You're barely even a journalist. Stop with this whole like. Oh, I'm not even. I'm a. I'm a. I'm objective. I'm not even an Eagles fan, even though I grew up in this area. I went to Westchester University, and I'm a big Penn State fan. But no, I'm not. And, you know, he tries to, like, he tries to, he was on this, like, Jay Cutler thing. He keeps thinking that Jay Cutler, like, tore up the Eagles all week because he's trying to, he, 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 like, takes, you can be objective. Like, I, I try to be objective. Jokes. But, like, he takes it to the point where it's just like, shut the fuck up, dude. You're not objective. Just, just be who you are. You don't have to be this like big J. Look at me. Uh, you're right for NJ.com. All right, let's let's all take a chill. But speaking of NJ.com, Mark Eckel is probably the biggest asshole 
I've ever seen on Twitter. And yes, I base a lot of uh, of my opinions on people off what they do on social media. So like Lombo could be a good guy, but like boy does his social media want to make me off myself because it's this stupid like I'm smarter than you. Uh, I'm really objective, even though I'm totally an Eagles fan. Shut up, dude. Like stop saying you're not an Eagles fan because you're you're an Eagles fan. But Mark Eckle, you know, this guy, <laughs> such an asshole. Me and him got into it over the week or since the last time we talked because he's one of those one of those assholes that gets angry at people who say we. So I was in a Twitter argument or whatever with someone and and then and they said we to Mark Eckel and Mark Eckel goes, "Oh, what well, do you play for the team?" Shut up, dude. We all say we. John Crook says we on the Phillies broadcasts. And that's fine. Because the Eagles, you know, and, and, I, and I, I wanted to, I wanted to push his buttons, and I said, first off, I said, grow up, Mark, with your, with your stupid. Well, do you play for the team? I said, I said the Eagles are family, and he goes, he goes, wow, you have some deep problems. Yeah, yeah, that's a huge problem, right? I really just said it because I knew he'd have that some kind of bullshit response like that. Like I, he he literally said I had deep problems because I said the Eagles are family. Like what an absolute loser that guy is. Thank God he's off the Eagles beat because guess what? We are all better for that. <laughs> Things I'd rather do than watch Matt McGloin play football. I have a list here. I'd rather eat kale. Now, if you've never met me, not a big salad guy. I pretty much just like steak and meat and chicken and not a big salad guy. And like I, I do have salads every once in a while, but where I draw the line is on kale. Kale is is absolutely disgusting. It's not edible. But you know what? I think I'd rather eat it than watch Matt McGloin play football. I'd rather eat it for a whole the whole time Matt McGloin's in. Uh I would also rather do heroin and get addicted and then my life's ruined then watch Matt McGloin play football it's getting that bad I would also let Matt Lombardo narrate my life and if you've heard Matt Lombardo talk that is absolutely not something that you want I would also rather listen to six hours six hours of Howard Eskin Jody Mack and Hollis Thomas discuss the process that that that's pushing it because that's unlistenable and like you can strap me into a chair i won't move it's basically like the waterboarding of sports talk radio those three are the worst and you know what special guest is uh is that brian getzler asshole that guy's also he's he's going to call in for for at least an hour of the show i would rather listen to that get really angry then watch Matt McGloin play football. Matt McGloin, like, there's been bad backup quarterbacks, but Matt McGloin is is easily, and I mean easily, the worst. I would also rather have Keaton Fahey tell me why Carson wants his Blake Bortles. Did you guys see that article this week? See, here's my problem with Keaton, or however the hell you say it. I think he's really smart, and I don't understand why smart people have to go to this full extreme. Like, and, and here's my, my main problem with him and all the people on draft Twitter, it's that there's so much more to being a quarterback than than like the the perfect mechanics and whatnot. Like Blake Bortles doesn't work hard. 
he doesn't give a shit about football. He's, I think, pretty much confirmed that he's an alcoholic. Carson Wentz is devoted to football. And, and really, Carson Wentz would be the first quarterback that I can remember that works as hard as he does to fail, to just be as bad as Blake Bortles. Guys like him just work harder than everyone. And, and you have to take that into account. You have to take it in tangibles. P- being a quarterback is so much more with the leadership, the, the will to win. Sabre metrics can't measure, measure heart. And Carson Wentz has heart. And I think that's where draft Twitter is just so off. Like, they'll see arm talents like Vernon Adams and be like, oh, my God, QB1. But Carson Wentz, you have to take in the whole package with him. You just have to. And when, and when they write stuff like this, it's just so stupid. And Kean, I think, is smart. I really do think he's smart. But he tries to do this thing where he's just, I think he's just trolling all of us, which is fine. But, you know, I'd rather him try to explain to me why Carson wants his Blake Bortles than watch Matt McGloin play football. Actually, I'm shocked he hasn't brought up that Matt McGloin's better than Carson Wentz, too. Well, I'm waiting for that one. My final one here is I'd rather argue with a Penn State fan about anything. About Joe Paterno. I was actually a great guy. All of those things. I would rather argue with a Penn State fan about that. And, and if you... Uh, arguing with a Penn State fan is probably my... Like, it's worse than the process for me. It is worse than the process for me. It's not even... It's not even really close. And sorry to all the Penn State listeners, but... Uh, I find you highly annoying. That's going to do it for this this episode of the Counterpoint Podcast. Um, really looking forward to week four of the preseason. <laughs> this is when camps are won and lost, or when, when roster spots are won and lost. A last-second take of the week here uh, goes to a, a sports radio caller who called in and said the Eagles should offer Corey Clement and a fourth-round pick for LaShawn McCoy. Let that sink in for, like, one second. <laughs> I don't understand where, like... How do people listen to sports radio? And like, you're clearly a sports fan if you're listening to sports radio. And 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 how do you have that lack of knowledge? It's it's something that always blows my mind. It's 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 it's, it's definitely up there with the, the Mike Trout trades. Like every Mike Trout trade is bad. <laughs> and there's some that are like close, and then might get it done. But like, how do you follow sports? You ha- you must follow sports if you're listening to sports talk radio. And and how do you come up with that trade? The, the undrafted free agent who looks semi-good in preseason and a fourth-round pick for LaShawn McCoy. I don't get it, but whatever. If they do do it, I'll eat crow, but I just, you know, it's not going to happen because it's not going to happen. That's going to do it for the Counterpoint Podcast. I'm going to say it again. Uh, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next week after the all-important fourth preseason game against the New York Jets. It's going to be really good this year. It's been really fun. It's also crazy how tanking is also taking over the NFL, but that's where it is. All right. Talk to you next week. This is what, your second record, and it's the song you wrote. Uh, yes, I write most of the stuff.